Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of Showerhead. Today, I have a very special episode for you guys. I am joined with Yves Dubois to talk about mental health and psychology and its relationship to our life. So, say hi, Yves. Hello. <laughs> so, I am Yves.、Um, nice to meet you all, listeners. I am in the same year as Wesley. And uh, I'm, I'm, although Wes is from British section, I'm from French section, we today decided to make a podcast today. Collaboration! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> and、um, today our, today's topic is about mental health and psychology. And <clears throat> to me,、uh, it certainly has a strong link, and we'll be talking about that later. But first, let's talk about what is mental health. To you, Wesley, what is mental health? I feel like to me, mental health is broadly defined as、um, like just achieving one's best potential and without、um, any restrictions. What about you?、Mm, I, well,、mm, to me, mental health is very vague, but I like to keep it simple and say that it is a way of mastering. One's ability to master their own mental uh, thoughts, emotional uh, intellect. So, oh yeah, there's also this thing called emotional quotient. I don't、mm-hmm. know if you ever heard of it. EQ.、Yeah. EQ. And there's also actually this book that was written by Ethan Cross called Chatter. And it's about also、um, the mastering one's inner thoughts. That's why it's called Chatter. And it's just like、uh, this, how this podcast is named after this concept of showerhead. You know how when you shower, you just think and then you think. And because of the flow of water, you just start thinking about life and what happened today, how you're feeling. Different kinds of、um, weird thoughts that also come into minds, minds like memes, funny jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward moments. That's、mm. especially very true.、Yes. Um, I feel like、um, we all have this inner voice, this inner chatter that goes on and on throughout us in our lives. And then these inner thoughts, these chatter, this chatter、um, would guide us and would help us throughout our life. That is true. And it is a useful tool in our life. Like, for example, what if you're one day playing? At、uh, 3 a.m. in the morning, Valorant, and then your inner thought tells yourself, You got school today or, or tomorrow, but like today because it's 3 a.m. But your inner thought tells you, You're gonna regret this later, man. You better stop now. So you decide to stop, and that's how inner thoughts work. Yeah. There are some times too when <coughs> inner thoughts overwhelm your conscious thoughts, and <coughs> it, it, it's become a very dangerous thing. In life. And what, inside this、uh, book of The Chatter by Ethan Cross, <clears throat> he also talks about like, how repetition and order in life helps gain control over、uh, your control of your own life. So, like, everyday rituals, basically. Yeah, for, well, to a, well, he did give the example,、uh, I believe, the tennis player Federer Roger. Is that right? Roger Federer. Oh, well, well, it's the same it's thing. It's the same thing. <laughs> Federer, Roger Federer, he, when he finishes、um, playing a tennis round and goes to the side to rest, <clears throat> the first things he does is 
take a sip of water of his first water bottle, take a second sip of his second water bottle, and then put it uh, on the put both water bottles on the floor diagonally to each other. That's his ritual. And <clears throat> why are rituals important? Because having control, um, having feeling like you're in control over life, especially for Roger, who's in the middle of a match where there's a lot of pressure, um, it helps him focus in, in playing better. And now to a local level, <clears throat> well, more like a relatable le level, for us, <clears throat> it can be um, a simple thing such as going to the gym every day. It's also like um, practicing martial arts <clears throat> or reading a book or mm -hmm. perhaps getting up out of the bed, making your bed, brushing your teeth, taking a piss. And, <laughs> and um, these types of things are, with repetition, gives self-esteem and confidence in your own persona. So I would like to give like an example of like these rituals that we have. For me personally, I uh, usually play solitaire on my phone or even read before I go to bed. And I feel like that has made me very calm before bed and easier to sleep. Um, I've always had trouble sleeping uh, falling asleep particularly and I feel like playing solitaire and playing uh, reading books would just help me um, sleep better would that would you consider that to be a uh, difficult um, would all right why do you think you will um, have difficult sleeping I just have as you say I had I, I just have too much inner chatter. Um, I just think about a lot of things. I kind of tend to worry on some of the things. Uh, what if my IB grades don't meet my university's requirements? What if um, the sky falls down? Not, like, <laughs> uh, but I just have worries. Well, what if my crush doesn't like me back? Oh, that's a big one. <laughs> Ouchie. Um, but these inner thoughts, I think inner chatter overload is what caused me to like not fall asleep easily and I usually I sometimes spend uh, sleepless nights worrying and not sleeping well do you think that is a link uh, where the source comes from your upbringing um kind of um, <laughs> my parents used to make me sleep at 8 p.m. which I didn't really like Oh, a curfew. Um, kind of curfew, sleep curfew, if you will. Um, my parents were, like, very insistent that I sleep at 8, 8 p.m., so I kind of didn't get, like, I didn't really like going to going to sleep that early, and I feel like as I grew up, I tend to, tend to sleep later and later, and I feel like that might be an exhalation exhalation um, of my um, kind of inner weaknesses but not really weaknesses just my, my chatter overflow which I don't think is a weakness yeah. to the listeners sleeping is important <clears throat> sleeping is important because it improves your mental health and mental wellness and so you better not be listening to this at 3am in the morning oh hell no <laughs> um, 
I remember I went to an IB exam with like fucking three hours of sleep, and I oh my God. did not feel okay. Um, Jesus, I think it was like math, and my brain just didn't work that as well. Um, I didn't achieve to my full potential. But yeah, it it is what it is. Get some sleep. Um, yeah, just get some sleep, man. All right, I um you sh- all right so. One of the tactics when revi- revising is um, very strongly linked to how our mental health works and how uh, sleep improves our memories. So I once saw a YouTube video explaining that um, when you go to sleep, um, you let your brain rest, and you, when you go into deep sleep, your brain um, has this function where. Um, it stores uh, and organizes everything uh, you've experienced during, throughout the day, and this effectively um, helps with long-term memory. And uh, the next morning, um, when you try to think about it, you will tr- slightly forget. But like as you keep repeating the revisions, you will like be able to recall better and better. So it's like a beginning when you like remember everything and then slightly going down a curve and then when you revise again it goes up the curve and then go down but slower and and the more you keep doing that with sleep it will get better i actually did an episode on this um in my first ever ever episode for showerhead i think it's called um ran rapid eye movement and I remember that stage is where your brain consolida- consolidates um, all the memories you've had and all the um, learnings you did, and that helped. Um, that helps the brain um, process these memories and make them even stronger, which um, eventually um, turns short-term memory into long-term memory. So that is cool that you brought it up. Yeah. So disrupting. Oh, I like to call this not sleep cycle, but circadian rhythm. <laughs> A new word for you listeners, you can learn circadian rhythm. Very Same bio. <laughs> um, disrupting this uh, can also lead to like physical issues. Like one time, I went to a test without sleep for twenty-four hours. Same, I did that for the psychology test. <laughs> and oh my god, like I was so scared I was gonna fall asleep in. Uh, in a revision when writing the exam, and I could not concentrate. So it also helps your uh, concentration and focus. Definitely, I I remember taking tests without any sleep. It was just my mind was in a haze. I hate the feeling of it. it it's my mind was really dizzy and all. It that. can give blanks. Yeah, it, it can give most. you definitely give you yeah. blanks. Okay, so moving on. How about you, Eves? Um, have you had any mental issues or mental health struggles? And if so, um, did you solve it with psychology? And what did you learn from it? Oh, that's a very tough question. Mm. I <laughs> like right. asking tough questions. All right, it's a tough question because I I actually do, and um, uh, I took. It started like in elementary school all the way up until like just recently, like last year I believe. Like last year I was like uh, at my breaking point, 
and at some point something. What just, do you mean breaking point? Breaking point as in suicidal. Oh my god. And um. And uh, something just clicked, and I was like, "Nah, I'm done. I'm done. Like, screw this." I'm proud of you. <laughs> um, it's a scary thing. It's, it's, it's it was a very very scary experience for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it was well worth it because going through that only made me more of a compassionate person, in the sense where I don't wish for the, sa- the other people to go through the same thing. I <clears throat> the same tragedy I I suffering I went through too. Um, now you may be surprised why I started at elementary school. Yeah, that's when quite early. When it's like the safest, it should be the safest place. Parents should like entrust their child to, you know. Yes. And, um, well, funny enough, like, I guess not because one time my parents, uh, who came to school early, uh, decided to just observe from a distance my uh, class and. Yeah, they saw my dad saw like how uh, my teacher treated the other students, especially the fact that oh, the teacher took the chair away underneath uh, a student that was sitting, and so basically fell. the teacher bullying the student. Yeah, in a sense, but it's just about it's a second-handed like story what my dad told me, and like my dad reported, he had my dad had the choice between reporting to the higher ups or the dean office. And going higher to the higher up is like screwing up the teacher's career forever, essentially. So he decided to play nice and go to the dean's office, which the dean later told the teacher. And from that day, freaking on, oh my god, I'm so mad right now. <laughs> from that day on, like the teacher um, just kind of picked on me, uh, like put me uh, on in the corner every time as punishments. At the time, sure, my French wasn't the best, but. He almost like made me like stay and not made me like go up a year, um, and that that was such a hassle. That was actually also one of the reasons why I moved to Taipei for mm. like um, for um, like for laws and like my parents promised that they she they are gonna like give me tutors and for French and English. And in return, they would let me uh, go up a year. Okay. And going to Taipei is like uh, showing them like, oh, someone is coming to our house to teach me. And it was really tough because I hated tutoring. And I'm sure we never like tutoring. <laughs> we all. <laughs> But obviously, you've. I think you've come through, and then um, I think your progress was real, really well because from your English, your English is great. Oh um, yeah, I can't tell from French because I don't know a single word except putain. Or... <laughs> <laughs> Gotta always learn. Bonjour, bonjour. Uh, oh god. <laughs> uh, but other than that, I'm bad at French. But like, yeah. So, yeah, tell your story. Um, and unfortunately, it does not get better. It only gets oh worse. <laughs> at in in CM two, CM two. That's like a year. Year six, I think. Year six. Like right before、uh, secondary school. Okay.、Um, I had this classmate that was.、Um, I'll just call him.、Uh, you don't t- have to. Oh well, no, no, no. Is,、uh, is there a better word for just a bully? <laughs> okay. <laughs> He was a bully essentially, and not.、Uh, and、uh, 
he was a violent guy. I remember also this one time when uh, he was pushing me, shoving me, etc., telling me like some bad stuff, bad words. And I was like, screw you, I'm gonna go snitch on the dean's on the teacher. And if the teacher does not work, I'm gonna go directly to the dean's office. I was like 10 or 11 back then. <laughs> like a 10 years old going to the dean's office? What is this? <laughs> and so like I I went to the teacher and the bully said the bully like begged me, no, stop. <laughs> and I was like, no, screw you. And and the teacher, he's what he did. He said, "All right, both of you apologize to each other." Okay. And personally, I find that very wrong because I did nothing wrong. And, okay. And like I, I remember this forever. But uh, as it went on, uh, so uh, like at that time, that was a moment in my life when I tried to keep looking out for outside help, and it did not work because of that teacher and mm-hmm. student experience mm-hmm. and so you were kind of i feel betrayed when that okay. that um cm when that teacher uh, told me um that to apologize when i did nothing wrong and he was fully wrong but maybe i might be wrong but looking back it doesn't matter you know at some point everyone dies it's all about perspective mm-hmm. going up to secondary school um I already had like a bunch of uh, a bunch of uh, mental difficulties. As in, like, I you you mentioned communication. Um, yes, and I had this like mistrust. Mistrust of people. Okay. Yeah, mistrust of people, and and this bullying experience kind of screwed me over for like five years. And I just like wanted to be more of an independent person, a person that doesn't rely on others. And at that time, like uh, most of my classmates were like having fun, goofing around. Mm-hmm. It's that teenage years when puberty hits hard, you know. <laughs> and there's like a bunch of drama. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was at that time stupid, but and worthless. I feel like you pretty mature to be honest uh, like, for your age I, I was goofing around when I was that age <laughs> I think I think that's just probably because like in elementary school there was also like every day when I went to school eat lunch I think don't I once told my parents and I um, I once told my parents I don't know what's the point of going to school do I just go to school to just eat lunch and come back home oh. And that was my mindset in elementary school. Mm-hmm. So, looking back then, like that was really very dark. And going to secondary school, um, I started like trying to understand myself a little better. Like why? That is the question. Why? What made it all start? So I started counseling in uh, in uh, year seven. Okay. Up yeah. until like last year but then due to COVID yeah it never like could meet up with the counselors Mm -hmm. and I learned a lot during these uh, five years about yourself right about myself and the ways of healing Mm -hmm. and uh, I watched uh, tons and tons of um, psychological uh, psychology videos um, counseling videos um now you may be asking 
why don't you just also rely on your family for help? Yeah, I never hear you say, talk about your family that much. Well, that's because, um, you know, like when you tell your parents, "Hey, um, I have this bully at my house at at school," and then they go to school to tell on the dean,、mm-hmm. and then the dean tells、uh, on the teacher to tell on the student, and then the bullying only gets worse. Ah,、uh-huh. it's the classic story. I think I think that that's that happens to a lot of people,、yes. unfortunately. Yeah, and. All right. So for you people that's getting bullied, I have、uh, a, a a good trick is always play nice. All right.、Um, if you respond the hate that the bully is giving to you with hate, it only creates、uh, gratification in them.、Uh, and in today's day and age, I learned that the people that bully、um, bully others are actually hurt themselves. And I heard that from、uh, an Instagram,、uh, well, influencer. I think his uh, Instagram uh, username is Gary V. Have you heard of him? I think I have. Yeah. I think <laughs> that's crazy. It's, 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 wait, is it a guy who?、Uh, it's a it's a guy that's entrepreneur. Yeah, he talks a lot. <laughs> he talks a lot of cuss words too. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> he keeps remember. it raw. Yeah. And、um, uh, I like his、um, his.、Uh, His、uh, way of thinking, where and my favorite quote is when he says like,、um, "People that give hate are actually like hurt themselves, and you can instead give compassion to these people." Following that quote from Gary Vee,、um, how did you、um, heal after receiving so much hate from all the bullies and all the misjustice you received in life? Well, at first,、um, at first I didn't. At first, I didn't know what、uh, what to do, like how to get better. So obviously, with this over like an insurmountable amount of stress, I do self harm and、okay. self harm, which I still have to this day. And and. I also, at the same time, also watched psychology videos and neuroscience、uh, videos, psychology videos and mental health. There's also this、um, YouTube channel called Psych to Go, P S Y C H, and then the number two, and then Go, Psychology to Go. And there's also、um, at that time I was having difficulties communicating with my classmates because before、uh, when I was a kid I. Was a very shy and didn't very have much opportunities to express myself, so I was lacking that. So I also went to the YouTube channel called Charisma on Command, where they help you.、Um, well, they assist you in、um, how to communicate with charisma. That's why Charisma on Command. <laughs> and. There's also this Twitch streamer who's a neuroscientist.、Um, oh, wow. That's、um, uh, called Doctor K. He's a Twitch streamer. Every now and then he streams, and he gives some very clear explanations on how a mind works. Wesley, do you know the difference between psychology and neuroscience? There, I know that they're very much related.、Um, psychology is more about the people side of things. 
neuroscience is more about the brain side of things. Um, psychology is more broad. Um, neuroscience is more specific. Um, psychology is uh, more theory-based. Uh, neuroscience is um, more grounded on science in the brain. Yeah, that's that's pretty accurate. Like um, psychology all uh, started like in 18th century from Friedrich, I believe. Mm. And neuroscience, I don't know, but Dr. K, um, he is also a YouTuber. He uploads his videos and gives clear explanations on how to overcome um, depression, anxiety, and gives all different kinds of examples. And I think I really think that the listeners should go check him out, and he will help you improve and understand yourself better, and what ways could improve your mindset too. I was a person that uh, seeked validation in other people, and um, and by seeking validation, what I do is always help my classmates in their homeworks, always help whenever I can, and this is like a toxic relationship between me and my classmates because what do you mean? I I am well. That's because like I am dependent on mm. my classmates' validation. And the pressure of having that is like, oh, your classmates, especially if it's a crush, is asking you, <laughs> um, oh, can you give me your homework? And then like, I uh, have to finish my homework. I haven't started homework, so I like have the motivation to start doing it because someone's asking me to do it, and I want to do it because I'm seeking the validation in it. It's kind of like a toxic. Yeah, kind of good-ish relationship <laughs> because you, at least you're doing your homework. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, at some point as the year goes on, like more and more homework, people keep start asking more and more. And what I should have done in the past was like, no, just say no. Yeah, draw the line. You know, mm-hmm. when you draw the line, it, it gives people uh, space, it gives you personal space, and. It also makes you more confident and assertive and independent, and not so dependent on validation like I was. And after years of like asking me homework, I started like couldn't catch up with uh, all the homework there was. Um, my grades started dropping, and um, and at some point I just like burnt out. Mm-hmm. I tried too hard for too long. And I couldn't function anymore. And when I say I couldn't function anymore, it's like I was numb, numb, like feeling no specific, no emotions, no emotions inside. Okay. And I was questioning why I was alive.、Mm-hmm. And it is a very scary thought, because、um, at times when you become numb. It's also like the reason why I started self-harming because I wanted to feel something,、mm-hmm. and and、um, and at some point there's also this sense of hopelessness、uh, that is like growing up inside me, rotting and getting worse. It's like it's like this inner voice telling you you're not perfect, and it's like yes, the self-loathing rotting you out. You. Yeah. Yes. I remember a personal experience where、uh, I 
I was trying to organize my thoughts and I divided into like four or five inner chatter talking over each other Damn. and then there was just me that was like okay what the hell is going on inside my head it's, so it's like very confusing very chaotic yes very chaotic yeah, it's I like assume. um one time also drew like a picture of what my i felt like and i drew a dam a broken dam, dam. a oh. dam that um had was like about to break and was broken mm-hmm. so all of the water came flushing out and that in itself i think expresses the chaos inside my head too and the dam representing my mental will which was broken mm-hmm. and so after that um i i broke down in the like last year i broke down um because because <laughs> uh, i was going through a very confusing time Um, yeah, last year was for me very chaotic and very confusing as well. I, But obviously, it's not as confusing as yours. <laughs> uh, I remember like the confusing part, and also the part that changed me a lot was uh, one time it was uh, my me and my class, uh, my class and I were going out to have fun, play pool, and. Uh, that night, I w- was planning to confess to my crush. Oh, oh. <laughs> and like plenty of my classmates knew, and probably my crush too. But in the end, like I decided, no, I, I'm not gonna do it. Um, because I thought, what's the point? Because like long-term thinking, mm-hmm. our values do not match. Mm-hmm. Um, our moral values do not match, and so. It will not work out in the end anyway, and and then what happened later was um, while we were eating, all of us together, uh, people sometimes getting drunk too. Oh no! <laughs> and, and you are not saying what I'm thinking about. No, no, no. Okay. All right. First of all, there's no like. All right. No, no extremes. The extremes. No, no, no. I'm. I, I thought <laughs> like people would say, "Oh, he likes you." Oh no. Uh, Nah, uh, nah. My my classmates were nice enough to not do that. Okay. <laughs> And what what happened was like, um, people, okay, people um started loving each other and loving in a sense where it was like fun. <laughs> it was like, what is a Like I, I can't, I can't really explain it into words. I thought my concept of love um, was oh, it's supposed to be like a person and another person likes each other, so they stay together forever. It's, okay. It's very solid, not flexible really, and and um, when I see people loving each other just for the fun of it, it did not work inside my head. Especially with my crush, and that kind of destroyed me. Uh, my mind started. Uh, my mind started going numb, and I was mm-hmm. like depressed for a couple days. And then I just, in the end, cried my balls out. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, in your opinion, your breaking point. Or, my, yeah, or that, that was not. That was, I believe, my breaking point. Okay. And um, 
because like finally I I'm over this crush thing. Mm-hmm. I'm over this obsession, etc. Obsessions are a very dangerous thing. Mm, very true. And um, I remember like uh, just in the middle of a philosophy class, and when the teacher told me, oh um, yeah, get into groups, start working on this uh, topic, and I was just like. I'm sorry, ma'am. I gotta go to the toilet. And she, oh. when she asked why, the moment she asked why, I just started like crying. Because <laughs> nah. like, when a per- when a person asks you why, you just start thinking about all the reasons why, and yeah. it just overloads in your brain. And then, <laughs> and then so she, I excused myself and went to the toilet to sob for like thirty to forty-five minutes, oh. like. For like a the the last like the the second half period, and uh, <laughs> um, and then and then after that I was like all better, because crying helps. Crying definitely helps. Crying crying It's... helps like relieve all the tension stress that was um, inside yourself. Trying to remember English vocabulary. <laughs> um, Harmarsia? I forgot. Harmarsia? I. It's too long ago. <laughs> um, That's an interesting. Word. I'll look that up later. Okay. And so. And so. Although I did get better after crying, it, mm-hmm. it also like after a couple weeks it got worse again. It's like a wave of like getting good and roller getting coaster. bad. Yeah. Yes, a roller, roller coaster, coaster of emotions. Yeah. Like you get good, you feel good, and you feel horrible and good again. Like it rotates between each other. Like. Every two weeks, mm-hmm. that that was my case, and I was getting confused. So I looked it up, and I found out that the kinds of symptoms I was was exactly like smiling depression. I it was my first time hearing what was smiling depression, what is walking depression, which is also it's another so, another nickname. So for people that don't know, smiling depression、um, describes someone living with depression. On the inside, while appearing happy or content on the outside, I feel like a lot of people are like this.、Um, people try to put their best self out to to, to society because we want to seem normal. Because、uh, mental health illness or issues is abnormal because people don't want to be normal. I, I mean, people don't. Don't don't want to be normal if you. Know yes, I, mean. I there. Yeah, I, when when um before when I was also trying to figure myself out, I was different from all of my classmates. My classmates were outgoing extroverts or some introverts, and、um, always goofing around, doing I'd say naughty things like yeah, I would say the French drinking. Section. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah,、um, because the French section is so small, you have like this condensed、yes. version of what we have in British section. Oh, we have the nerds, we have the outgoing people, <laughs> but I feel like Alicia. <laughs>、um, but so, I feel like for our British section, it's like we have this group of nerds that hang out together, which I feel like I am part of.、Um, but for your French section, I feel like you you don't really have you don't necessarily have this sort of Nerd group or like less outgoing group, so I feel like you were feeling a bit lonely 
Oh. Two cents, I feel like. Maybe. Yes. I, I, Maybe. I'm not sure. I'm just hypothesizing. No, yeah. You got a point there. I, I definitely did feel, well, lonely and also disconnected from my classmates. Yeah. yeah. And one thing I did during secondary school, like, uh, you're, you're, you're eight until like age one, something like that. Um, what I w- did was never hung out with my classmates yeah. and always hung out with like the older people. Mm-hmm. I always liked, pre- I always prefer hanging out with the adults and uh, the age fours. It's like listening to them, I felt more comfortable. Yeah, I've, I've felt that you're more mature, so I feel like you have the natural tendency to interact with adults. Yeah, more, more mature people. Probably because, mm, probably because, um, my classmates still like to goof around and harass for fun people, mm-hmm. because, um, uh, because teenagers, you know, it's part of growing up. So yeah, that was my uh, story in general. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed uh, my little upbringing, and I want to let um the listeners who are going through a hard time in their life. Uh, mentally, physically, or just going through depressed day or depression, to know that um, if you struggle and even if you and if you feel hopeless and you feel like giving, you feel like giving up in life, with time and effort, it will get better, and and the reward after overcoming this difficult a period of your life will be immense and I guarantee that I absolutely agree um, when uh, there are resources that will definitely help you out there um, involving um, YouTube videos um, counseling or even um, reaching out even uh, to your teachers your parents your, your friends all that they won't judge you and um, it is important that mental health shouldn't be um, viewed as such a taboo and such a uh, negative thing and rather a positive thing that could be made better and make your life better and all that. What counseling mostly does is to have a person that's willing to, that is their job to listen to you and uh, make help you understand yourself better. Don't think of them as like a person, but more like as a tool to help you understand better and to reach your goals. And um, um, the internet, the there are some sources that I mentioned throughout the podcast. So Psych2Go, and there's also Charisma on Command, but that's mostly about communications. There's also a series of uh, uh, one to one hour and a half long episodes for Dr. K, um, the Twitch streamer, but also you, that has a YouTube channel explaining um, different uh, subjects on neuro, uh, on mental health and neuroscience aspect of things. So go check them out. And I think if you feel co- uncomfortable talking with people, internet and the sources I mentioned, um, well, is, is, a beginning, is a beginning of a first step to better um, improve your life yeah the internet gives really general advice I wouldn't say really specific advice but 
general advice usually helps you a lot. So um, be sure to um, not disregard that as well. Have so, fun! So yeah, that about wraps up this episode. Um, thank you again, Eves, for coming and sharing all your stories. <laughs> and yeah, it was a really long episode. Um, yeah, so I thank you. It was really refreshing to hear from your perspective. Um, coming from a person who has like quite a lot of struggles um, with mental issues, health, mental health, um, mental problems. I don't know. <laughs> Um, mental so struggles well it, it made me a better person how, how how would you characterize yourself is it mental health problems mental issues mental you mean how would uh how would you call yourself well, a person I... with previously with mm. smiling depression i don't know um how would i consider my own personality you mean yeah yeah i would say uh um a uh, huge part of my personality obviously came from uh, spine depression, etc. But it also made me more of a compassionate person mm-hmm. because because uh, I don't wish for other people to be to go through the same thing I did. It made me more of a listener, and I really like listening to people's stories and their uh, mental uh, issues, what they're going through in life and hard times. And also, I like helping people. Although it, it probably started with the fact that I thought helping uh, my classmates give uh, homeworks, etc. But in the end, it did make me more of a person that liked helping people. It's also one of the reasons uh, I volunteer in a lot of um, uh, selling the drinks yeah. and stalls. Every day, every year. Every I see year, you everywhere. Every year I go to um, the parents association and say, hey, I'm volunteering to help sell stuff so we can say that mental even though (laughs) mental health issues are um didn't really help you in life they definitely helped you grow Mm, i think struggling and overcoming it and uh made me understand myself uh in a deep on a deeper level definitely and i feel like yeah that's mental health in a nutshell yeah so thank you again for coming and recording it's about about perspectives truly um so say if someone told you that you're ugly like hey some people will feel sensitive towards that Mm -hmm. but like if you say oh what if i'm gonna die tomorrow it's about perspective if you're gonna die tomorrow you're not gonna care about that shit so yeah that's the life lesson a mind trick you can tell yourself if everyone anyone ever criticized yourself life lessons with mr dubois yes <laughs> i'm not a professional by the way just a warning i'm not a um, professional yeah everything is um everything talked about in this episode is experience based we understand that this is not uh this is just a case by case basis and will not represent this whole mental health we are just majority. two human beings We're that enjoy beings. talking on the podcast talking about life in general and we are having a blast yeah, yeah. it's really fun it's been really fun <laughs> it's been a blast talking with you and i feel like it's really because as a person that hasn't had as much struggles mentally i feel like understanding your story and trying to understand you as a person and your struggles has been really yeah a good educational opportunity and 
Maybe we should have mentioned that warning beforehand, like in the no, beginning of the video. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Alright, um, hope you have a good day, good night. I hope you're not listening to this at 3 a.m. You better go sleep. Have a good day and good morning tomorrow. Yeah. Um, Peace out. Be sure to subscribe to Showerhead, um, available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And I'll see you in the next one. Thank you. Peace out.